welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited this week. I have a guest. I've done this a few times and it's really, really fun for me because I feel like you guys get to learn from people other than me and I get to learn along the way too. This podcast, I recorded it with Kate, who's one of my new clients. And um, I started out by saying I was going to let her do do most of the talking. And I realized in editing this and getting it ready for you all, I'm really bad at learning when to be quiet and let other people talk. So bear with me on that. I do a little more talking than I wish. And then there's a little bit of a jumble in the background once in a while because of the technology involved in recording with someone else um, via the interwebs. So it's not super distracting, but just a little caveat to have a little grace for that. But otherwise, I'm excited about this because last week my episode was eight reasons why you might not be losing weight. And basically with Kate, we talk about all the reasons why she is losing weight. And so to listen to these back to back is really great. If you are someone who wants to lose weight or you've been struggling to lose weight um, or you're just wanting some guidance and some very basic, simple, get back to basics Um, reminders that it truly is about some of these very basic things. Kate has been doing very basic things, but been doing them very consistently and um, has been applying herself with just great dedication. And so you're going to love hearing from her. She came to me about 10 weeks ago and we talk about her trajectory. And then we also talk about the process of coaching with me. So um, I have a lot of questions that I get all the time from people asking about how much does it cost to work with you? And I always want to not answer that obviously right away because it's like, well, what are you, what are you looking for? My coaching plans start at $49 a month and they go up to $250 a month. It depends on how much of my time that you want. Some people really want accountability. Some people want a, a check-in every day. Some people want a weekly check-in. Some people just want a plan so they can follow it and then have a once a month call. So it depends on what you're looking for. And so Kate talks um, with me in this episode about our process together, her and me. And so it gives you a little bit of an idea of what it's like to have um, a weekly accountability coach with me, coaching with me. Um, But if you have goals that you're chasing and you've always wondered about it, just ask me. I'm not going to do a hard sell on you. And I would love to have the honor of walking through your journey with you. Being Kate's coach is so much joy for me. Being all of my clients' coaches is so much joy for me. I love doing it. And it's all about you. So little shameless plug here, since we're talking about my client and she's willing to come onto my podcast, I just want you to know that from my heart, this is something that I love, love, love to do. I'm passionate about. And just hearing her success and then seeing the changes in her eyes, the confidence changes in her face, it just brings me more joy than I could ever articulate. And so I think some of that comes out here in the tone of her voice, which is really terrific. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, flip over to our interview. I hope you enjoy. And if you have questions or you want to reach out to me, there's all that info at the end of the episode as well. All right. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited today. I have a guest with me. I've been doing this more and more, and I'm going to do it more and more 
because it's so great to learn from others. And it also takes a little pressure off me to do all of the talking. So I'm here today with Kate. Kate is a relatively new client to my uh, coaching business, and I'm really excited about her progress. And I've been so impressed by our experience working together. And I had to ask her if she would be willing to be on the podcast. And she was so kind to give some of her time and also now share her expertise with all of you. So welcome to the podcast, Kate. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks for having me. So Kate lives here in Miami. And it's extra fun for me because a lot of my clients do not live in Miami. So I don't get to see them face to face. And so it's been fun to be able to not only coach Kate on calls, which we do, but also to be able to see you in person. It's been really, really fun. And as a result, I get to see some of the results that Kate is getting, which really, really excites me. So Kate, I'm going to let you do most of the talking. Um, You started working with me. April 20th was our first meeting. So I would just love for you to tell everyone listening what was going on in your life when you reached out to me, what your big why was, and what your goal was when you reached out to work with me. When I reached out to you, um, it had been basically after like a three-year period where I had just stopped any of the positive, healthy habits that I had. Um, And I had tried a bunch of different, you know, ways to try and get my health back on track to start being more active. But what I really lacked was any kind of um, someone to help keep me accountable. So what I really wanted was a coaching, a coaching service where I would see someone face to face who could check in on me to just make sure that like, yes, I'm doing the things that we that I'm supposed to be doing that was like hands on. Um, and also to be a little bit part of a community as well. So that's why I really wanted to, it works really nice to be able to do this and to go to the Miami Beach boot camp. So that's kind of where I was. I was extremely frustrated. I was feeling very down about myself. Um, and it was just a really hard way to be living, honestly. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to give it my all and just hope that this is the, this is what sticks and I'm going to make this change today and I'm not going to look back. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I got a message from Kate and I always ask people, how did you find me? And so, yeah, I think you had said you saw the bootcamp signs and you'd come once before mm-hmm. and then that's how you found me. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I had gone to bootcamp like once right when I moved to Miami um, and I would walk past it a lot and see it. And so I finally like looked it up and I just made the step to reach out and we connected like right away. So it was good. And so that was April. And what was mm-hmm. interesting was when Kate came to me, she was just about to go on a vacation and had all these things planned. And so my big question often is why now? What was it about that day that made you make the phone call and reach out? I think because it was like waiting was not going to make it any easier, like waiting and putting it off until after my vacation or after like it was a bachelorette party, any of that kind of stuff was not going to make it easier to start. It was going to be really hard to start whether I started on April 20th or May 15th. So why not just start now? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I agree. You know, the, re- the name of my podcast is Destination Begin. If you can start, you can get anything that you want. And so, yes, what you just said is so true. We 
we think putting things off is going to make things easier. We think that Mondays are the easiest day to start something when usually Mondays are the worst day to start something. And yet we have this lizard brain that says, do it later, start later, do it Monday. And so I love that your logic was like, no, let's start now. I don't think I've had anyone start working with me right before a bachelorette party weekend. Mm -hmm. I think in the next weekend you had a vacation, you had stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, But also that was like part of the reason why I wanted to start because realistically, like that's just what my life looks like. There's always, um, I travel for work a lot. Um, I have kind of a, a schedule that could be a little bit unpredictable, um, with lots of, you know, social engagements and weddings and all that. I've had all of that come up in the past weeks that we've been working together. And it's like, I'm never going to be able to stop doing those things. So I need to learn to adjust my behaviors so that I can keep doing those things that I like to do and that are a part of my life while still prioritizing my health is the most, the most important thing. Yes. Awesome. This is uh, another great key point right there that our life doesn't just stop moving. There's never a time where it just is easy to go do all the healthy things and everything will stop moving so we can get healthy. Your lifestyle is what it is. And so learning to implement changes as it is, is what we all have to do. So, so great. You guys, you're going to figure out really quickly why I'm so excited that Kate is on the podcast because her instincts for this and her approach to this is just so spot on. So super excited. You keep talking and I'm just sitting over here grinning like, because oh, so <laughs> I can say this all day long, but I'm sitting in the, in the seat of a coach who I make my living this way. And so it's easy for people to say, you just want my money. You just want more clients. And to hear a client, a person, a real person saying, no, this is truly the logic behind it. It's just, it, it makes me very glad because you know, that this is why I'm here. So All right. So we started 10 weeks ago. So my process um, with uh, coaching clients is, you know, first of all, I find out what the goal is, but then the best way for anyone to really make progress and to really stick to a commitment is for you to make your own goal. So my process is I ask you, okay, in order to change your, your lifestyle and in your case, you know, you want to get healthy and lose weight. So you, we have to have a nutrition plan, we have to have a movement plan, and we have to look at habits. So I ask you to set a nutrition goal for the week. I ask you to set a movement goal for the week. And then what's a habit that we can really look at, address, and change that's going to make a big impact? So in the beginning, our first session, I don't know if you remember what your goals were for our first session, but they're, you know, they're, it's, very, it's very one week at a time. So for the next seven days, I ask you, what's your goal and how many days in the upcoming week are you going to commit to doing these things? And I'm very clear in the beginning, this is not, since I'm not telling you what to do, you're setting the goal. If the goal for you is to go on one walk and you know you'll do it, then that is the goal. This is about getting moving. And so you have to get 100% on the first week. It's not a negotiable because this is you deciding and so, do you remember what your first goals were the first week? By um, or what the first thing was that you worked on? The first thing was, it was the, ca- like, the calories. Like, so tracking food and just tracking, 
the calories and protein intake and just looking at my nutrition. It wasn't anything like super rigid, but it was just kind of um, a, a plan and like a goal to like sit and just be conscious of what I was putting in my body. I remember that was the first one. Yes. And then a movement goal, I think it was like to walk or like move like 45 minutes, like three days a week or something. Yes. Yeah. So your, your week one habits and goals, log your food every day. That was number one. Mm -hmm. And this is great because we needed to kind of know what you were already doing for nutrition and where you were starting. Um, And then going along with that, you had a no takeout rule. So why did you have that rule? Talk a little bit about that. Oh, because that had become a really bad habit that I developed um, really over the pandemic. Um, a lot of times I would cook two really healthy meals at home um, and then the day would just kind of spiral and get away with like get away from me or you know I didn't have the best work-life balance at that time so it would be like eight o'clock and I would be wrapping up the day and be like I don't feel like cooking this so I'm gonna get takeout and that became a habit that I was doing a lot um, and it was a problem and I wanted to get back to you know, preparing my own meals and being healthy. And it's also something like I enjoy doing. So it was kind of a double bonus of, of knowing what I was putting in my body and really nourishing myself with, you know, the nutrition that I needed, but also getting back to an activity that I enjoy doing and I like doing, um, and just kind of having that little bit of joy at the end of the day. Yes. And that was one of your other goals for week one was set up a plan for your meals and shop. So that mm-hmm. became, you know, we have these uh, lofty goals. Often we start to say, okay, well, I'm not going to get takeout and I'm going to log my food. Well, in order to make those things happen, there has to be a plan. And so for you, your first week just basically was to get rolling was to shop and to mm-hmm. get food in the house um, no takeout. And then yes, your movement goal was five walks and to go to one boot camp. So a lot of people set out their exercise goals as like, I'm going to work out for two hours, five days a week. I'm going to go to the gym. And it's really crazy. Often the first pass I see it, people setting their goals for movement. It's so aggressive. It's too aggressive. It's not sustainable. And so the magic here is you were like, well, I go for walks. I can commit to this. You set those rules. And same with the no takeout. I don't tell anybody they can't eat out. Like, you know, some people, it's not an issue. The beautiful thing about setting your own goals is you looked at your habits and you already knew the things that were keeping you stuck. And what's interesting is we just did our check-in call a few minutes ago and you still have some of the very same um, goals and commitments each week because you've honed in on what you need to have success And we're not fixing things that aren't broken where I'm not telling you to do all these things that have nothing to do with your life. You had this instinct in the very beginning to set your goals. We've tweaked them a bit, but you're basically addressing the, you're basically plugging the holes in your lifestyle that were keeping you stuck and you're doing that consistently. And it's, it's, you know, it's like almost too simple. People don't believe it's that simple. It's not easy. It takes work, but you identify these from week one. Yeah, that does. Um, I guess I didn't really, you know, think about it in, in that way. But you're right. Like, it was like, I think I knew what was not serving me and not helping me and just making me feel bad. 
and to keep like my eye on that and you know like I said the beauty of this is that it is flexible like I can set my goals to be able to match like whatever my week is and adjust them as needed without losing like losing sight of like the core principles that I know are going to make me feel really good but some weeks it's like okay well I'm traveling all day so I'm not going to be able to walk as much um so to be able to adjust for lifestyle but to stay true to the things that like I know are going to work and like we know are going to work and make me feel good has been um really beneficial so thanks so over the last 10 weeks, um, you might not remember all the things, but uh, talk a little bit about the things that you did that were outside of just normal routine life while still um, chasing your goals. So there was bachelorette parties. How many bachelorette parties? Um, there were two bachelorette parties, um, a week-long vacation in the Keys, a wedding in North Carolina that I was up there for like five days um and then my mom was here for a week so that's like uh, and then a work trip to Mexico so that was like seven weeks of the 10 weeks that we've been working together that there has just been like something yes seven out of 10 weeks you have been traveling or vacationing and doing those Mm -hmm. things and um, we didn't say it in the beginning, but Kate has averaged 1.7 pounds of weight loss per week. So in 10 weeks, she's down 17 pounds while traveling, going to weddings, going on vacation, being at bachelorette parties with food and drinks outside of her control. That's phenomenal. You've proven that you really can live life while chasing your goals while taking care of yourself while modifying behaviors. So talk a little bit about what that's been like. It feels, I, I like it just, it feels so good. I have so much more energy and I just feel like in control of my life. I feel more in control of like my emotions. Um, I think, you know, it's kind of like a trickle down, like I'm taking care of my health as my number one priority, but that's benefited me in a lot of ways. I have more patience in just like navigating relationships. I feel like my doing better work at work because I'm feeling healthier and like clearer and I'm not so preoccupied with like feeling bad like I was before. Mm. Um, So it's really a tremendously empowering feeling, not only to know that like I'm losing weight and this is working and I can do it, and fit it within my, um, you know, a busy lifestyle, but it really is just overall, like, I feel better physically and mentally. Um, it's just been a complete transition in, in 10 weeks and it's been very good. Yes. I've seen your confidence. I've heard your confidence week by week by week really grow a couple of things. Um, the, I think it was the second week you were on a family vacation. And so it's like, all right, I just started this new lifestyle, this new habits, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm going to be on vacation. There's going to be snacks. There's going to be all of this cooking. And so to say, all right, this week we may not get a big weight loss on the, on the scale, but we got to focus on having a new experience. 
So if vacation has always been, you know, junk food or snacking or really highly caloric foods, we have to start now with having a different experience with food on vacation, even if it's just one or two things. And so the goal was to be mindful of eating out of packages. And this kind of started um, one, one habit that we've been working on and that you've been so consistent on, which was no eating out of packages. So can you talk a little bit about the first vacation and being new to this program with me, um, how that was as far as just trying to have a new experience on a vacation? Yeah. So to, to your point, like, you know, vacations, there's always like snack foods and drinks and going out to eat and all of that. Um, so when, you know, we, we talked about it and like we rehearsed it and then going into it, I felt like more prepared um, and just kind of envisioned how I wanted to feel at the end of the week. Um, and just taking a step back before I ate something or I drank something um, to see, like, does this fit into my plan? Like, is this going to be worth it? Um, and for me, like snacking like chips and anything salty like that is a huge, a huge weakness. Um, I'd much prefer that over sweet. So to, you know, to take what I wanted and put it on a plate and then like go walk away from it and, and sit where, you know, people are socializing and to focus more on the time spent rather like the time spent with people and, and, and enjoying that rather than, um, you know, like the food or the drinks or stuff like that. And it was hard because I know this is something that we talked about, like that sometimes, especially in those social settings on vacations or bachelorette parties, it feels like, oh, my God, I'm the only one who has to, like, not just be able to do whatever I want and eat whatever I want and drink whatever I want. Like, I'm the only one who has to have, like, these limitations in place, um, which that was at first something a little bit challenging to, to get through. But then at the end of the day, one, that's not really true. And two, um, I just, I would feel so much it's a much better feeling to kind of get over that hump and that challenge a little bit. And then at the end of the day, know that like you, you adhered to your goals and you met your goals rather than just kind of putting it all out the window, like living footloose and fancy free for a day and then not meeting your goals. So it's just kind of weighing it out and thinking about like, what is your future self going to feel after you make these decisions? Well, and that built because then you had these other trips. And what I've seen from you is um, like more confidence to say. A lot of people get anxiety like, oh, I have a trip or I have a vacation. How on earth am I going to stick to a plan? Whereas um, as we talk about these things, that's one thing we do in our calls. We say, what anomalies are coming up? What does your week look like? What do we need to plan for? Um, For you to continue to have more and more confidence to say, well, this worked on my vacation, so I'm going to try this. Or... I know if I have protein with me, I'm going to, you know, be able to stick to my plan and then I can eat what I want at dinner or something like that. So one thing you said to me in a session that really stood out to me was, or maybe you sent in an email, that it was, it started to get easier to go out to dinner and to navigate these things and not feel like it was so hard. And because your taste started to change and you started to realize like, I can always find something even at a restaurant that fits my goals. So instead of, I think you said coconut shrimp to get grilled shrimp. So talk a little bit about how that mental transition of feeling really uh, capable kind of happened. 
Yeah, I think it was like, you know, especially with like tracking um, and and knowing what what I was putting in my body and like understanding that a little bit more and like what my body needed to feel good. So it's just like that, you know, the education and, and like the that we've worked through the past weeks leading up to those vacations to know like kind of you're weighing out like, do I want this item, which is going to be more fresh. It's not fried. It's like, a, a, you know, it has more protein or something that's like heavier. It's like, I just shifting the mindset of like, what is going to make me feel good. It's not necessarily like what I want in this exact moment. It's like, what is going to make me feel good um, long-term. And I think just looking at decisions that way has made it a lot easier because what we want doesn't always make us feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And you just started to build a reputation, I think, with yourself. You know, I tell people this will happen, but you've demonstrated. You build a reputation with yourself that you can trust yourself. And um, that confidence um, just makes just makes you settle in to make those decisions. You know, like, okay, well, maybe I really want this other delicious thing, but it's so worth it to feel good and mm-hmm. then get to get your results. Um so it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows. It never is. Everybody has bad weeks, has good weeks. Um, life happens. Things happen. Things come up. So there was one particular week where um, our check-in, you told me, okay, I, I, it didn't go so great. So talk about the week where kind of life threw a cur- curveball at you and you found yourself going back to some old habits that didn't serve you. Yeah, um, there was like one week that was particularly challenging. Um, I just had like a rough week at work and um, I had like a a death in the family and just kind of things compounded. Um, And I went back to just for a day, like an old habit of like emotional eating Um, and just, you know, got takeout, got like things that I wanted in, I wanted in that moment rather than things that were going to make me feel good and at the end of the day it was like it didn't I mean of course it didn't make me feel good it didn't you know make my work day any easier or you know fix any of the problems it just made it a worse feeling because the thing that I promised myself I would do I didn't do um so you know we talked about it and like again I'm breaking years of bad habits. Um, So it's not going to be perfect. But one of the big things that we worked through that was really helpful, that was instead of having one bad day and just be like, okay, well, whatever, I'll start fresh next week. I'm just going to like chalk this week up as a loss because I already, you know, derailed the train. It was like, no, okay, I'm going to be conscious. Like, remember how it made me feel like right through it um, and just kind of process it. And then tomorrow, you know, get right back on to the track because I know what's going to make me feel good long-term. To minimize, you know, I would say like, we don't overcome all of our bad behaviors all at once, but Mm -hmm. to continue to minimize the impact and to move the bar closer and closer. So where, you know, what a binge for me was, you know, in the beginning was pizzas and tacos and ice cream and takeout. Now my binges are, you know, they're less severe, they're shorter in duration so it's mm-hmm. kind of like instead of driving out into the ditch, sitting in the mud and playing in it, we get to a point where, you know, we trip 
and we get some mud splatter and then we get back on on the road and that you know you were able to minimize that um that emotional eating day to a day instead of a week which is you know again such great insight on well you got to get up at some point let's just mm-hmm. get up quickly so such great recovery um on that uh, I want to talk a little bit about rule adjustment. So one thing that we did, um, we also, for people that like, uh, or, you know, have social jobs or go out and alcohol is a part of their lifestyle. A lot of times alcohol is the one thing that keeps people from losing weight or having good progress. Cause it's, you know, it's poison. It affects your liver, all these things. So it's important to look at alcohol intake. And so again, I always ask, okay, what do you have coming up? How, how much alcohol is going to be in your week? And so you started out with a rule of no alcohol Monday through Thursday and then alcohol on the weekends. And um, talk a little bit about that and then the change that we made, because this was really, this is really important to be able to pivot and find the exact rules and exact goals that work for you. Yeah. So that was, um, you know, we set that rule and it was like, okay, the weekends here, like I'll have, you know, I'll have a couple drinks, stuff like that. But what it didn't work for me because again, it's very, I, it's important for me to be social. I have a social job. So a lot of times there's events during the week. Um, and that was a challenge. So we switched it to, I just picked two days, whatever two days during the week. And those will be the days that I, um, can have a drink and I'll, I'll enjoy it. And, um, you know, it fits in with my plan, but it's just those two days a week. And that way it gives me the flexibility to be like, okay, well, I, you know, I have an event on Wednesday or I'm having like a, a, a dinner on Wednesday and I know I'm going to want to have a glass of wine there. So instead of having it on Saturday and Sunday, I'll just have it like Saturday and Wednesday. So it was, it allowed me like a little bit more control over my week and it made me feel like, you know, I wasn't depriving myself of the things that I, I liked to do. Yeah. It was such a great, it was such a great tweak. And now it's like not even an issue. It's not even a, it's just kind of that, just something you do. Just yeah. made that habit. That's just how you live. And when you don't have to make decisions all the time, you have energy for other things, which is really, really nice. Yes. Yeah. So your other rule that I love, and I've actually been telling other people and recommending it is you have a rule you know, each week. We, I ask you, do you want to have this rule again? You've said yes. Every single week is no eating out of packages. So that kind of started on that vacation. But um, ha- is this something that's just second nature to you now? And how is, what do you think, how many calories do you think this has saved you? <laughs> Gosh, it is like second nature to me now. Um, it's just, and it also helps me like enjoy the food that I'm eating a little bit more to like, you know, put it on a plate, go sit down, eat it. Um, in terms of like the amount of calories that it's using, I don't even, I can't even, that's anyone's guess. Like I was the person who, you know, if I'm making something that has like cheese in it to like eat a slice while I'm like cooking or something like that. So that was um, a big eye opener to me, I would say, is probably how many calories I was eating by just eating out of packages and not paying any attention, just like mindlessly munching on stuff. Yeah, it's remarkable. I'm actually going to be using this as my challenge in my Facebook group next week for everyone to take a week and Mm -hmm. commit to not eating anything straight out of the package. So a lot of times these behavior rules do more for our weight loss progress and our habits than setting a calorie goal because it's not 
about the food. You know, it's like, if you want to eat the Snicker, fine, go put it on a plate. Well, most of us aren't going to go get a Snicker bar, take it home, put it out of the package and put it on a plate. We're just Mm going to say, nope, not worth it. So the behavior here can save so many calories. And it's, again, those mindless ones often that add up the little bites and licks, et cetera. So this is a really powerful rule. I love it. I am going to be using this in my in my group is a challenge and it's, it's brilliant. So, and again, I think you thought of this one. I don't remember who, uh, who brainstormed it, but this is what, this is what we do when we change our lifestyles. We look at not just what we're eating, but how we're eating it. And then in my app, we have the option of taking a picture of meals. And so when I go in there and check in your profile, the lovely thing is, is you, you do take the time to put your food together nicely and you have this nice, beautiful meal to say, okay, I'm going to fuel my body. I'm going to feed my body. It's all here on a plate. Um, and I love seeing that too. It's, you know, the, the number one job we have as humans is to feed ourselves. Um, it's to keep yourself alive, feed yourself. So why not be intentional, mindful and put it together nicely, which, um, I get to see the, your pictures while your food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And I, to that point, it's like, it keeps like, you know, you slow down a little bit and like, Oh, I like worked on this and I made this and it's going to be really good. And I'm going to enjoy the flavors and like what it looks like. Um, so again, a lot of it is, you know, getting back to the, the, like the joy of, of cooking and taking care of myself. And I know like the one thing that we've talked about is that like, I went pretty quickly from, I had a very healthy lifestyle. I was very active. I, you know, these things were pretty instinctive to me to like eat healthy and do all that. I ran half marathons often and triathlons and I was just like constantly on the go and active. Um, and then just pretty abruptly like unlearned those behaviors over the course of about like three ish years. Um, so kind of refinding that joy in the things that I liked to do um, has been really nice. Yes. It's, it's, and it's, it's a really fast trajectory often when we set down our prioritizing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then the lovely thing is, is when we pick that back up, that, that trajectory, that momentum goes that way too. And Mm -hmm. so you find that you're, you know, when you start doing one thing like you used to do, those other things kind of fall into place too. And you really connect with all the parts of you one at a time, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. So your, um, your goals, what we do is we set a nutrition goal, a movement goal, and a habit goal. It's pretty basic. And what I love, too, about Kate's plan, uh, in 1.7 pounds a week on average is high. That's a high rate of weight loss. Um, and and to be consistent is amazing. And so I like to say, all right, here's a client that's having great results consistently. What is this client doing um, that is – replicatable. What's the key here? And number one is consistency. You've been consistent. You have been um, every single week setting realistic goals. Now, sometimes your goals for movement are less or more, your calories are higher or lower, your protein is higher or lower, but no matter what the plan is, you've stuck to the plan. And that is key. Number one is consistency. And then your plan is very basic and simple. And the more simple a plan is, the better. So your movement, most of your movement has been what? Walking. Walking. And starting to get back to a little bit of running. But it's, yeah, it's walking. 
It's walking. So your goal most weeks has been six days of 45 plus minutes of movement, which most of those have been walking. Yes, you've done a couple of boot camps, which is definitely a a lot of work, Mm -hmm. really high impact. I know I run it, but um, people often, you know, overthink this and say, well, I don't have time to do all these crazy things, or I don't even have a gym membership. Well, here you are getting great results with walking, consistent walking. Your nutrition, um, we didn't set this giant, crazy, you know, goal of 1,200 calories, starve yourself. You've, I set your calories um, at 2,000 calories a day, focusing on protein. So that's not crazy. Um, you know, hunger levels for you have been, um, well, you tell me. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's, I, and I, you know, we've talked about this, like it's, it takes planning and it takes a like forethought, but nothing about this has been like overly difficult. It's like creating a new lifestyle and it's easier to be living this way than it is, you know, the, the old way I was doing it. But to your point, like the nutrition stuff, no, I'm like not like starving at all. Like I feel very well nourished. Um, you know, I work up an appetite, especially on the days where I'm at boot camp. I'm like a little bit more hungry. Um, but I always have enough to feel like filled and um, like have energy and do all of that. So, but it didn't also, you know, it required a little bit of like research and planning, like, okay, like what's, you know, how, how can I get like my protein in there and like meet that goal? So it takes a little bit of adjustment on that end, but it's not been like overly restrictive or something where I can't go out to eat. And I think that was a really important part to me is that for this to stick, I knew it had to be flexible because that's just the way my schedule is and my, my lifestyle is. Yes. And you mentioned protein. So when we first started, um, you know, I set your protein goal pretty, pretty reasonable, pretty low, um, because most of us, it takes time to learn what proteins we like, how much protein is in, you know, different foods. And so we, we've gradually increased your protein goals. So now you've, this last week, you had no problem hitting 120 grams a day up to 150. So talk a little bit about what some of your favorite protein items are and how you're getting that protein in. Cause this is the number one question I get as a coach. Mm-hmm. How do I get this protein in? Um, I, so one of, I guess I, for the past couple of weeks, like I plan out all my food, um, especially on the days where I'm, you know, I have a week where I'm just here um, and I'm in control of everything. I do really easy things, I think, to plan to just make sure that I have it available to me. So for lunches, you know, buying a rotisserie chicken, taking five minutes to just pull it apart and like have it all ready for lunches for the week. And then I just pack my lunchbox like the night before I go to work and I make sure that I have like four to five ounces of chicken in there because that's a a big like a nice big portion of protein it keeps me full during the day um I like fitting in some yogurt as a snack or even at night kind of as like a dessert item um and then for dinners and stuff like that I love um like fish and seafood so we're lucky to live in Florida um, where we have access to a lot of like high quality, healthy um, seafood protein. So I've definitely been enjoying that um, in the morning. I will eat eggs sometimes. That's like been a little bit more of a challenge because I'm not like a huge egg person and that's a good source of protein, but I found ways to get like creative around that. Um, 
still make like I, like I like cottage cheese, so that's always like a good a good source of protein. And I put some like vegetables on top to just make it like colorful. Um, making protein smoothies in the morning with spinach in it, so I'm getting like some good quality vegetables, or put like an avocado in it, and it mixes together really nicely. And they're getting some fat in there too. So just kind of getting creative and and trying things, but paying attention. Um, and just knowing what, like, just paying attention and being mindful about the, you know, the decisions that I'm making. But I've definitely found some good, some good tricks. Um, and I think it's getting easier the the more I go, like, the more time I'm spending doing it. Just kind of, like, muscle memory, like, knowing what, you know, what a good source of protein is or, like, what goes together. But it's been fun to experiment um, and cook and and kind of play around with it a little bit yes awesome it is a learning curve it's Mm -hmm. um we are a carb focused nation and our grocery stores are carb forward Mm -hmm. um things that are on sale are highly processed they're on the end cap so if you just go in a store and let it lead you you're not gonna it's not gonna lead you to a high protein diet and a high protein diet is important for well, for weight loss, but for nutrition forever. So it does take time. And you, I've seen your little, I'm looking at your little graph here. Your protein numbers have gone up and up and up until now they're at a nice level. That also helps with that satiety. So not feeling so hungry. So um, it's, it's truly a learning curve and you've put the time in to, to focus and learn, which I'm just so proud of you. So, all right, we're going to wrap up with a final question, final two questions. First of all, um, what has been the biggest key for you for the success of 17 pounds of weight gone in 10 weeks? Oh, that's a good question. I think the biggest key to success is just make well, making this my number one priority. Like this had to be my number one priority. I promised myself that. Um, and tr- trusting that like, I know at this point, like I've seen that like this plan works. It's something I can do. It fits in my lifestyle. I know that if I stick to it at the end of the week, I'm going to have good results. So taking the time to, you know, we meet on Fridays after we meet, I put together like my meal plan for the week. And then I either get like Instacart delivery or I go to the grocery store and I just like knock it out in one day and I plan for it. And, you know, I always keep in mind, and we just talked about this is like, no matter what curveball comes, this is one thing that I can always control, more or less is like these decisions that I'm making. So I think always keeping that in mind has been probably the biggest key to success. Yes, I love that you said that earlier in our session today, where you said, some people say life throws stuff at me, and therefore I can't stick to the plan. What you said is no matter what life throws at me, this is one thing I can stick to mm-hmm. that is so powerfully correct and so powerful for your life. So that is, I mean, I'm going to, I want to write this down and put it on a poster on my wall because it's so true. We can't control life circumstances, but if we can control what we can control, we will always win. We'll always get what we want. So, so, so wise. All right. So my final question is just tell me the, the benefits. Tell me how you're feeling compared to how you were feeling 10 weeks ago and just talk about how you're feeling and 
what what is coming up in your heart and mind in life as a result of stepping in and taking control of your health and wellness? I mean, in addition to the physical benefits of this, which have been great, like I feel stronger. I'm, you know, I'm getting back. Like, I feel like I can remember what like my old athlete self felt like and how good that felt. So I think just kind of coming back to my true self and remembering that has been incredible. And for the first time in a while, I would say like the biggest thing I feel is hopefulness that like, I do not have to live this way anymore. I, you know, I had a rough couple of years, um, but it's in the past now. And I, am hopeful for the future where like, I don't have to feel this way anymore. Um, I'm not feeling this way anymore. Like I feel good. I feel more confident. I feel just all around better about like life and what my future can look like because I've taken control again. Um, and I also feel like, I feel like I'm part of a, a bigger community and I just have this like support system. And um, it's been, you know, I can't believe it's only been, been 10 weeks which isn't that long of a period of time but in that period of time I this is the biggest like change I feel like I've ever made kind of and it feels phenomenal I love it makes me so happy I just sit here and grin because yeah the the key um is there's joy in the journey you don't Mm -hmm. have to wait till you have hit the top of the mountain to feel good and to, and to feel present with yourself and proud of yourself and hopeful. And with your trajectory, we talked about it earlier in our call, Mm -hmm. you have no reason to doubt and you have no reason to, to not completely be excited about the end of the year. And if this Mm -hmm. weight loss rate and this consistency and this health um, increase continues, you can say, oh, this year in 2023, I've lost 50 pounds, 60 pounds, mm-hmm. whatever that number is, it's it's a sure thing. All you have to do is keep setting the plan and implementing the plan yeah. and move forward. And that's so exciting to say, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be able to say that. Yeah. No, it does. It, it feels, it's like extremely, it's an extremely empowering feeling Yes, to know that I have it within reach. Um yeah. And going back to the very beginning, the the way that this works with me is the plan, like you say, you know, this plan works. This plan is your plan. You have made this plan. You make this plan every week. All I do is check in with you, guide you, give you as much inspiration and knowledge and, and stuff that I can give you. Um, we meet for 15 to 20 minutes three weeks in a row. And then once a month we sit down for about an hour and dig really in and Mm -hmm. you make the plan and then you follow the plan. And so that's, what's so magical about, about taking ownership. And so Mm -hmm. you get to be proud because you get to take credit for your results. And I'm I'm so proud of you. And I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast to share this so that other people can be inspired by what you're doing. So great. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, all right. Well, that's all that I have for you today with Kate. Um, hopefully in a, maybe in a couple months we can check back in and we can find out more of what you learned throughout the rest of the summer and inspire us all again. So yeah, I would love to. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. 
I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.